Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're talking toy tasks. Today, let's talk about a classic, what I think is a classic, using wooden blocks. I feel like everybody had wooden blocks growing up. I feel like in the pre-K and then the kindergarten and all these classrooms and 3K, UPK and U3K, I feel like everybody has a wooden blocks. They're like out there. I feel like all these homes have the wooden blocks. I know I did. There's so many things you could do with the wooden blocks. Let's talk the classic wooden blocks. Sometimes the easiest toys are the ones that are the simplest ones that don't have all the bells and whistles. Back in the day, hundreds of years ago, they didn't have these high-tech toys. They didn't have sounds. They didn't have lights. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming for a kid. It's a little overstimulating and a little too much, and it just becomes too much in general. So we sometimes need a simpler toy, a simpler task, and let the kid use his imagination or her imagination, her creativity to think about what they want the toy to be. When you have a toy that has too many bells and whistles, too many things going on, it's just too many senses. It's visually stimulating, overstimulating, it's auditorily visually stimulating, and there's so many buttons and so many knobs, so many tactile things going on. Let's Bring it back and do something simple. That's why Legos are great and these magnetiles and mega blocks are great. They don't have any too they don't have too many bells and whistles. And with the tasks we talked about that you can do with them, the possibilities really are endless. And with wooden blocks also, you would think, what can you do with a piece of wood? That's the point. You take something simple, you take something that's not crazy over the top, and then you could do anything with it. When you get a toy that has too much. You're already limiting yourself because it already has a hundred bells and whistles. So what are you going to do with it? You're not being able to imagine it yourself because it already was thought of for you. Take something simple like wooden blocks and we could think together what to do to make it more imaginative, to make it more creative. So make it simple to make it more imaginative and more playful because kids' main occupation, the main thing they do, the main thing they learn, the main way they learn is through play. So let's let them play as much as we can. So take those wooden blocks and count with them. Take the wooden blocks and stack with them. You can make them with Velcro. You can make them into Velcro blocks. You can make a maze out of them. You can fill in blocks and shapes. You can make different shapes out of the blocks. You could use them to make numbers, letters, words, and names out of it. You can make block dice. You could do blocks on a sticky easel. You can measure your body with the blocks. You could say, wow, I am five blocks tall. I am so tall. But she's only three blocks tall. She's not as tall as me yet. And look, dad is 17 blocks tall. Oh my gosh, he's huge. And mom is 16 blocks tall. Oh my goodness. So you can measure with the blocks. You can do a tower building contest. Who can make the biggest wooden block tower? Go. You can make a floor puzzle with the blocks. You can do block bowling. It doesn't have to be an actual bowling ball. It could take any ball that can knock down the blocks. Whoever knocks down the most blocks each turn gets the most points. You want to do real bowling, then each block is worth a point. You get all blocks down. You get the strike. If it's the second turn, you get the spare. And you could do the 10 frames with that. Everybody taking turns. Maybe whoever's turn it not is is the one that stacks up the blocks for the bowling, fixes the blocks, and then rotate. The next person will go when it's not their turn. This way you make it into an activity where everybody does a part and everybody could learn to wait. And they say, oh, it's not my turn i get to be the one that stack that fixes the blocks for bowling yay but now it's my turn to knock them down but now it's my turn to build up the blocks so everybody doesn't have to wait a lot of times waiting is very difficult for children delayed gratification very tough nowadays everybody wants immediate gratification for everything but when you have something like that where one person is setting up the pins one person is bowling then there could be a way to nip it in the bud 
not to worry about how to wait. And that's good for other games, not just bowling too. You could sort with the blocks. You could sort blocks with a graph. You can make blocks with the letters and you could build towers to ma- to match photos i have a skyscraper here in this photo can you build the tower with the blocks to match this photo do you think you could do it that's what we would say to them and you can make different photos of different kinds of things that you want them to make show them the photo show them each block in the photo don't make it a photo from far away then it won't be helpful to build it that's too hard go a little closer if you take the picture of the blocks make sure each block is shown with all of its angles and all of its sides in the picture you could do it yourself letter blocks you can make your own letter blocks you could do games with blocks and dice you could do shape match with the blocks you could do shadow drawing with the blocks you can make different things using abc blocks if you have the blocks that are actual abc letter blocks you could spell with the abc blocks different words and different things you could do letter match and recognize. You could do block with printed words. You could build your name using that, and you could use the ABCs in the Play-Doh. And you could also build a zoo with wooden blocks. You could do shaving cream with the blocks. We were talking for about the ABC blocks, but now we're going back to the regular wooden blocks. A lot of times there are ABC wooden blocks, and then there's regular wooden blocks. You could do whipped cream with the blocks if you want it to be an edible activity. You want them to eat the whipped cream. You could build an airport with the wooden blocks. You could do tape road cities with the wooden blocks. You can make skyscrapers and different buildings and houses out of the blocks itself, like a block city. You could build and paint with the blocks. Painting is so nice. You hold the block with one hand with that tripod three jaw chuck of the thumb pointer and the finger. And then the other hand is using the paintbrush, hopefully with the thumb pointer and the finger. And voila, both hands are getting that three jaw chuck that we love to talk about. That tripod grass that we love to talk about. How fantastic in the same activity, both hands. That's bilateral integration also using both hands in the right way, both arms in the right way. You could do Play-Doh and blocks, especially you want to make different forms and figures out of the Play-Doh in the blocks. You could see the curvature of the blocks. You could see the outline of the blocks. You can make a block center. You can make lights and blocks. You could do chalkboard blocks. You could do colorful see-through blocks. You can knock down the blocks. You know those games when you go to the carnival and you have to knock down the, the jars or knock down the cans? Here, you can knock down the blocks and you can take turns. Every block you knock down is a point. Whoever has the most points wins. And the one who's not throwing again is the one that's building up the blocks you take turns and learn how to share also you could do math and blocks different addition or subtraction problems i have eight blocks and i lost four blocks how many blocks do i have left i have two blocks and she gave me three blocks how many blocks do i have now also multiplication and division if you keep it simple can be done with the blocks also you could do puzzles with blocks you could dye the blocks you could do a new aluminum foil and the blocks to just try to hide the shape of the blocks see if they could guess the shape underneath you could do an obstacle course with the blocks you could do a village and people with the blocks. You could do picture cards for blocks, and you could do blocks with Velcro, and you could also do shapes, numbers, letters, names with blocks. We talk about that with a lot of different items in order to get that name rec- the name recognition, the letter recognition, the shape recognition, the number recognition, especially to get them to write it the right way. You want them to write, if you want them to write the outline of the shape, number, letter, or name, and then they could put the blocks over, or they could follow the pattern, a line or a zigzag line, or if it's a, a square or a sh- or circle, you can have them draw out the outline and then and this is a big size obviously and then you could put the blocks all around it and you can see the 3d version of the 2d structure that they drew or or letter or number and the like you could build a tower or a wall or a castle or a bridge or steps or a pyramid using the blocks you could use blocks in slots or slits of a box we talked cardboard last year and we 
you could do the blocks in the slots and the slits of the box, and you could have them put it through, and that's good for that three-jaw three chuck for the tripod. You could do blocks and safety signs. You could do houses and buildings and people and blocks. You can make huge blocks with rubber and cardboard. You could do blocks in sand or in, in the flour or in the water or in the rice bin, a sensory bin kind of activity. And you could use tweezers and tongues with the blocks and water and make sure they use the nice three-draw chuck, the nice tripod grasp. Let's talk more wooden blocks next time here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.